Welcome to Slump Busters. It is time for episode 87 of the Slump Buster podcast. I'm your host, Juju Talk Sports, and joining me today are the boys from the Face Off Hockey podcast, my favorite neighbors from the Great White North. I'm talking about Gio Siciliano. I'm talking about Michael the Cat Kakamo, and I'm talking about newcomer Mikey Lasco. We're always happy to talk about these guys, get ourselves an NHL update, talk about our new line of t-shirts, and break down some Canadian tax rates. AMC to the moon, am I right? But before we do that, folks, we got to give a shout out to our partners. It's time to welcome on a newcomer. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedrooms. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence in the bedroom for when it's time to perform, visit Blue Chew for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SLUMP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code SLUMP to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Slump Buster. Our next partner, a long timer, one that we always love to talk about on the podcast. Yes, I am talking about Manscaped.com. Manscaped provides the perfect tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0, the number one in below the waist grooming. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Not only does Manscaped obsess over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they use the best ingredients in their formulations. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, an anti-japing ball deodorant and moisturizer. If you want to look your best, smell your best, manscaped.com provides the products just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping and handling with the promo code slump at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and handling at manscaped.com and use promo code slump. And lastly, it's time to give a shout out to CavemanCoffeeCo.com, an Albuquerque, New Mexico based product. We're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We can tell you we only provide the best. Talking about their best, their cold brew coffees are delicious. They give you that boost and I can't recommend them enough. Speaking of stuff I can't recommend enough, have you tried their mammoth blend? This thing gives you a kick of energy in the morning and the perfect way to start your day. But if you're looking for something a little bit more light, let's say you just want to refresh yourself. How about trying one of their hibiscus teas? Delicious, sensational. These products, I can't speak highly about them enough, but they can be yours if you use promo code SLUMP at checkout to save yourself 15% off your next purchase. Yes, promo code SLUMP at cavemancoffeeco.com. I guess the point of this, folks, use promo code SLUMP. Don't be a chump. Save yourself a whole lot of money, whether that be bluechew.com, manscaped.com, or cavemancoffeeco.com. Thank you to our partners. All right, guys, it is time for episode 87. It is time for face-off hockey, and it is time to hashtag... Bust the slump. Enjoy. 
back, Slump Busters. We have been out for a couple weeks, and we apologize for that. Turns out the cold does bother us anyways down here in Texas. But we are here for episode 87, an episode I thought was cursed from natural conditions to manufacturing glitches. But as the defiant heretics that we are at the Slump Buster podcast, we have the boys from the face-off hockey down here. Now, guys, I think it's important to have you on because as we've learned in the last couple weeks, Texas is not equipped to deal with those Canadian-type winters, those harsh winter conditions. And as a way of introducing yourself, guys, I want you to drop your name and tell me your number one cold survival tip. Go, starting first with Mr. Mikey Lascaris. Okay, so, uh, okay, yeah, my name is uh, Mike Lascaris, a.k.a. Mike Lasco. That's the stage name that I go by. It's not really a stage name. Um, and then uh, and then we're doing winter tips, right? Yeah, uh, number one survival tip. So if this okay, ever happens, so- when once in an 80-year storm, we can be prepared down here in Central Texas. Okay, so for me, my biggest survival tip is to stay thick. I'm a big, thick guy myself, <laughs> right? You got to have a built-in layer just in case, right? That's the emergency layer. And then, of course, you got to have your, your blankets, your emergency blankets. Uh, you got to have matches, a lighter, lighter fluid. You know, you never know when you're going to have to burn some fires. Uh, it could save your life. But I, I really think the main thing is to have a layer of blubber, if you will. Um, I think that will, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a really good insulator. I'm telling you, I go outside in, I would say, minus 15 degree weather in Canada. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. That's Celsius. Um, <laughs> but I go out in like, a, in like a t-shirt, maybe a light jacket. So it, it, the blubber definitely helps for sure. How many C's would you say in this thickness equation? <laughs> uh like, is it like a, a thick or like a Mikey Lascare thick? It's it's probably <laughs> like four to five C's. Depending. Four to five C's. I feel like we depending. should replace shirt sizes with how many C's and yeah, thickness yeah. we can that's get. That's a good, that's a you, good idea. That's a I like measurement. that. I really like that idea, actually. I might start my own company and just call it thick. And then the, the more C's, <laughs> the bigger the shirts. I really like that idea. I'm not even joking. I'm you know, the great idea. part about recording this is we have it on camera now, so... This is where this is established, right here, Slump Buster, episode 87, yep. mark it down in the books. All right, five years from now, Five years from now, everyone's going to be wearing <laughs> thick shirts. It's going to be nuts. All right, transition over. <laughs> Gio, number one survival tip for the cold winter conditions. Yeah, so as you guys may have heard before, or on the other time we've been on the podcast, I was on the other one where I got slapped in jeopardy. That was this podcast, right? That was, that was. Uh, Elena still holds the title. Yeah, yeah. Can't really. I'm still in that grave I dug myself in, but at Writer Giovanni's my Twitter handle. My number one survival tip, other than just not going outside, would probably be to make sure that if you are do have to go outside and you have to drive, make sure your car is filled with a tank of gas and washer fluid. Because I saw some videos of, I don't know if they're your friends or peers, but there were some people in Texas that looked like they had no idea what they were doing on the roads when the snowvid, as you called it, hit. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what, Gio, I like, to, I like the point you bring up, you know, extra washer fluid, but I mean, it doesn't, that's not going to help you drive better at the end of the day. No, so, it's not. I mean, it's going to help you I, see though. <laughs> I mean, snow's, snow's a tough one. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, it can get slick out there, 
but just slow down. Like, does everyone have leather or like lead feet in uh, in Texas? Now, now listen, people down here can't drive when the roads are normal conditions. Okay. So see? add in a layer of ice, add in some extra California drivers that have migrated over here ever since Joe yeah, Rogan announced his move, <laughs> and things are a little bit wild. Jesus, yeah. you guys got an influx of Californians, which is hilarious. It's, Basically, it's, Austin, Texas is that little blue dot in that big red sea of Texas. Yeah. Oh, that was just weird. I also, I also find it, I also find it a little hard to give winter tips since, like, not to brag or anything, but we we, we live in it. <laughs> We're used to it for about I, seven, eight months a year. Or sorry, yeah. you're right, you're right. So that's why it feels like that. It feels like that, Gio. That's why, CAC, Okay, fine. No more winter tips. But CAC, <laughs> I need you to explain. What about Nutella vodka? What What Ooh. is this sensation? <laughs> I need to learn about this for my own okay, personal. Well, memory. I. Hi, everyone. Okay, so uh, I'm Mike Camo, uh, the Dumble underscore CAC. That's the name I went by, go by, will forever go by. Uh, just before I get to your question, Julian, I will have to say uh, to refute Mike's claim, I was thick and it didn't help. So layers upon layers upon layers. All right, thanks for coming. Uh, as for your the Nutella vodka, um, so what, what about it do you want to know? That was my drink of choice in what? In what is this? University. What is this combination? How do I, I brought make this it? up? I brought I this trying... up to him the other day. I oh. had no idea what he was talking about. He yeah. still well, hasn't explained still it. Still hasn't. I know pre-show well, work, if, pre-show if, if, research. I... I had to do a little bit of studying and Nutella <laughs> vodka. I want it. That's why I'm asking, well, Cac. I'm trying. I'm not mad at. I'm not. Hey, hey, Julian. We're we're fine. Just I'm used to it. So. Basically, Nutella vodka is a Nutella flavored vodka that my friend Cole found on Pinterest and he experimented with different types of vodka and uh, it was very delicious. I got crunked way too much on that stuff. They actually gave me my own like they 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 make like two actually his, his roommate Alex also made it, but they had these two quarts that they would bring to the party and they would give me one. I'm like, all right, CAC, this is yours. Cause what I would do is I would just take it. I don't even know. I would like, I don't remember. I black out, but they were like, yeah, we had one going around. And then all of a sudden you just took it and you were like, all right, thanks. So they would give me one. And then I developed a nut allergy in, in my mid twenties after college university. And I just, I couldn't have it anymore at my champagne birthday, two years, a uh, year and a half ago. Cole made it for me. I didn't have the heart to tell him. So I took a swig and I'm like, <coughs> I couldn't breathe, couldn't hold water down. It, I got hives that only lasted for half an hour. And then I took another shot, which was stupid. So yeah, but it's very oh, good. I know, sent Mike, I sent Mike the recipe right after we finished recording. You sent me the recipe. Week. I sent it on our group chat. I don't recall, but don't, because recall I'm still, I'm still confused. Do they like somehow extract the Nutella? Uh, they're literally the chocolate. All I did was get vodka. drunk on it. All I did was get drunk on it. All right. All right. So okay. I don't know how they extracted it, but Cole, uh, I I don't remember which which one he recommended, but he, there was one that he, one vodka that he used that was really good. It was like chocolate milk with a kick. So hmm. okay, okay, well. Next time, like, we're going to have some Nutella vodka with uh, some EpiPen chasers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes a shot of adrenaline on the side, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Go Just big or go home, boys. Go big or go home. I don't need, I don't want that EpiPen. Okay, guys. Well, the main reason I want to bring you on is I'm always willing to admit stuff I do not know. I am not a hockey expert by any means, but that's why I have some friends from the great white north that are experts some the face off hockey podcast you guys are doing well i really love some of the content you guys have been dropping these days oh appreciate it 
Thank a lot you. of fun stuff. I, I love the graphics too. You guys have worked out for the standings. That's really nice. Uh, who, Thanks, who's buddy. the expert behind that? Who's who's pulling yeah, the strings? I don't Actually, know where he is on the screen. You know but. I went. Uh, I did a pretty good program in uh, in university, so I do most of the graphics and stuff. I'm just Wait. kidding. Bro. <laughs> Geo, Geo does. Geo does all of our graphics. I always shout him out all the time because he's always come out, coming out with new, exciting looking things, and they look pretty freaking sweet. I I think so myself. Uh, but it's nice to see other people. Gio, how do you do it, buddy? I, I mean, this is this is what I went to school for. So I just, I don't even find it as work. I just find it as something to do, you know, try and just the betterment of the pod, you know, try and get people engaged. Like Slump Bus are here. They're, they're, they're trailblazing the path for us with the memes and everything like that, getting thousands and thousands of followers. So we're just trying to do the same thing. We're just trying to get some good looking content, some good graphics. Hopefully people catch their eye, like Julian just said, be like, Oh, it looks nice. And you know, they follow along. And if, even if they're not hockey fans, you know, we're here to help teach the game, you know, We'll have some laughs along the way, right? Yeah, and yeah, it could be course. a little, it could be a little stupid. I'll say that, that's, <laughs> but that's, it's all in good fun. <laughs> it is all in good fun. And I, I just want to say, I shout out Slump Buster. You're, dude, yep. some of those memes you guys pump out are hilarious. Like they're, I uh, love the, I love the new funny. logo and the video and the intro too. That's really good looking. Thank you guys. Yeah, for that one, we have to outsource to Fiverr. We're not nearly as creative as Geo here, so we got, <laughs> we're not as learned as from universities, but. Are they we, hiring? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe check them out. You know? Get on there. Uh, but yeah, guys, I guess the way I want to approach this episode. So we've been in this NFL bubble. We've been talking about NBA a little bit. I want to approach it from a standpoint of someone who's been in a coma, someone who just waking up today knows nothing about what's going on in this NHL season that's been shortened because of COVID and all this extra stuff going on. What did they need to know? First things first about the 2021 NHL season. Uh, anyone can take the charge here. Buffalo will I, continue to suck. Yes, I think uh, I think Cac has a lot of strong feelings. He's got a lot of takes on the NHL. I think he's got the best big picture analysis on the whole situation. So I've, I think I've, those two should take it away. I, I'm I'm, if before Cac wants to get into his little spiral of confusion and thoughts, he has. Um, I just want to say one of the wrong. Cool, one of the cool things the NHL did announced I guess before they started was I think it was 116 straight days of hockey so from the time they returned I think it was January 13th um, I think they continued on for 116 straight days up until the playoffs started there is literally hockey every day so if you aren't big fans of the sport or haven't followed along I mean it's never too late to jump in and get involved because there's hockey every day yeah yeah <laughs> good, good take g i was gonna let you know you cut out there a little bit but you're back thank yeah you. I'm, I not, he, I'm not at, i'm not at my usual suspect base so you can't ah, blame it on my household this time fair, what technical fair. glitches for this episode that doesn't happen at all and i'm just gonna throw out there before cat gets started that don't i don't know if any americans buy any canadian stock down there but stay away from kojiko it's not worth it. <laughs> okay. I only buy meme stock. That's okay. entirely how yes, I base my stocks. financial situation. AMC to the moon. Diamond to the moon. <laughs> yes. Let's go, baby. To the moon. Daddy oh, needs yes. his money back. <laughs> <laughs> there was a oh. week, there was a point last week where I got a little excited. It was on the rise and then just plateaued. I was Sorry. fully invested this morning. Had that same little rise. AMC's executives kept all their all their profits and laid off and furloughed a bunch of people. But okay, so the moon, way to bring us matters. into reality. To the moon. Just having a fun conversation about diamond hands versus paper hands, but 
Okay, All I heard Kat. was I'm holding okay. and going to the moon with Gio and Mike. Yeah, you know what? Cat <laughs> Cat just likes to burst people's bubbles, you know? Yes. Hey, I don't want to lead people astray, man. You gotta gotta keep us grounded a little bit. Gotta um, burst the meme stock bubble. <laughs> um but this uh this year, uh like what do you want? Like you're you want what you what uh new newcomers of NHL what okay. to expect? What well, is the, the storyline you would say? The, the Toronto Maple Leafs are first NHL overall, season. first overall okay. in the NHL. Yeah, and well, <laughs> and that's and and I'm, we're just waiting for that bubble to burst too. Speaking of bubbles, uh, but so there's been a complete realignment of NHL of the NHL teams. There's a whole North Division with just the Canadian teams. Toronto is leading that. People will say that it's be, that Toronto is in the weakest division. I don't really see that. I see them in the most offensively minded division so if you want to if you want goal scoring if you want uh Connor McDavid Austin Matthews that's the one that you want to gravitate to the other three are good but they're they're I mean the 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 one that I really like is obviously Vegas Golden Knights uh the the West division has uh Vegas St. Louis Colorado toughest teams in the in the West so I look at at that division it's really fun it's really popping Marc-Andre Fleury who's the goaltender of the Vegas Golden Knights is playing out of his mind right now uh and as I said earlier Buffalo just continues to suck 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 um Pittsburgh's been on the rise but you know it's just it's a lot of fun the the Canadian division um a lot of the greater more offensively minded players are in that division. Uh, so I don't know if you guys get that in down South, but me being the Canadian Homer, I am, <laughs> even though I got this hat in Florida. Uh, <laughs> um, <That's hilarious. laughs> oh man, the looks I got, bro. The looks I got. Um, and for your audio listeners, it's a hat that says I am Canadian. And um, I just, I really like that division. It's a lot of fun. Even Ottawa, who is a last place club, still plays entertaining hockey. There's still some things that are, that you are to like about them. Whereas other, as with other last place clubs like Detroit, Buffalo, San Jose. Well, I was, Anaheim, I was, was going to say, sorry to interrupt, Kak. I think as of today, with Buffalo's loss last night, they're officially last place in the NHL, which means the Ottawa Senators up here in Canada yeah. aren't in last place anymore. And they've actually been, they had a nice little shootout win last night. They're actually not doing as bad as they were at the start of the season, which yeah. is surprising. But me and Mike, if there's any slump buster listeners out there that have listened to our show for the better part of a year now, me and Mike have given hope for the Buffalo Sabres and the Pagulas. But I honestly think with Pagula, as I just said, I think that's where it all stems down from. Juju, you're a football guy. You would know up until maybe last year, Maybe Josh Allen's got a big part to do with it, but the bills were a joke and it all started from ownership down and they got lucky with a couple right moves. And I heard it from some other Canadian radio stations up here. I think where Buffalo really went wrong and they've been going wrong for a long time, but when they traded Ryan O'Reilly years ago, before he got to St. Louis and went to the Colorado avalanche, which I know is RS's favorite team. Now I hope he's still cheering them on, but I think that's where they really made made a mistake because he had come up with his comments saying, I know, being in Buffalo right now, we stink. I just don't love playing the game right now. And the owner really took that to heart, I guess. And he said, do whatever you can to get this guy out of here. A couple of years later, the guy's a Stanley Cup champion, Con Smythe winner. So I think ever since then, they just haven't been able to find the right pieces, the right coaches, the right staff. It, it's yeah. just a trickle-down effect. It, the they, they, they hire – it's a rotating – door of yeah. new GMs, rookie GMs. And I even Crazy. said that Taylor Hall 
Hart Trophy Taylor Hall was not going to fix that team. He's got only one goal. That's embarrassing, embarrassing. but that's what it is. It's a, a revolving door, and they even did it this past offseason where they got Kevin Adams in, another rookie GM, and Pagulas are like, we want to win the Stanley Cup. And I'm like, in what universe is that happening, yeah. bud? Like, it's, you know, so uh, Buffalo continues to be a failure. and They have a lot of good single pieces, like good players. They're just yeah. a terrible team, and they it's – you know, and it, there's been so much turnover. So it's like, well, it can't just be the guys. It's something else because no matter who they bring in, no matter how many good seasons, like Jeff Skinner had 40 goals one year with them. It's something always goes wrong. Something There's just something in the water in Buffalo. And there's also something in the water with the Arizona Coyotes who continue to be a joke ever since they came yeah. into the league. That's another soap opera fest for you. If you, yeah. if you ever want to do some digging, just look at the Arizona Coyotes and see how not to run a team yeah. on the ground. Well, Arizona certainly does have its fair share of bad ownership groups. I know there's a movement was a movement a couple of years ago to move the Suns out of Arizona too. But maybe that's just a theme. JJ Watt seems to be the only person that wants to actually go to Phoenix, Arizona these days. Um, as far as Buffalo, <laughs> yeah. though, I, I hear what you're talking about from that standpoint of a bad ownership group has a way of affecting an entire organization. Oh, yeah. Now, I would say for an organization like this, and coming from an outsider perspective, you mentioned they just brought in another rookie GM. Was it this past year that he got brought on? Yeah. Okay, perfect. He he, he played he played in the NHL before, like he okay. played for fourteen years. He's got experience, but I don't. I think his job before this was he was just a scout, player development okay. guy or something. Yeah. How much run would you give a rookie GM at this point? Because at this point, they've already dug themselves in the hole by hiring him. I think it could only get worse by firing him within the next couple of years. I think that the mark of any great organization tends to be stability at the GM yes. and coaching spots. Well, I, in terms of how much run, I, you have to look at also your scouting department. Buffalo yeah. completely wiped out their scouting department, and I don't think that's on Kevin Adams. They did that before no. they brought him on. So I don't, I don't know how much run you give Kevin Adams, but he's working with both hands tied behind his back, and he's, and he's typing with his toes. That's the kind of <laughs> – I mean, like visually, that's what's happening with him. So I don't know what you do. I honestly don't. Ralph Kruger is a good coach, but – He's he's got Jack nothing to do to deal with here. And he's also he's also been like the fifth coach in the last decade. If like, they just it, kept my buddy Teddy Nolan, like I said they did, they yeah, wouldn't have this real. much of a problem. But for real. But going back to Juju's point of stability, you look at I gotta bring it back to football because the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team I automatically think of where I think they've only had three or four head coaches all time. I think that's right. Something like that. Yes, but, they, yeah, Chuck Knoll yeah. to go to Cower to so now with Mike Tomlin. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure three. There that's may have crazy. been one more before Chuck Knoll. Yeah, so, and there's another team that we usually have the same conversation with, and it's the Edmonton Oilers, where for years they got four first overall picks in the span of seven seasons. They're all They're all gone except for two of them. I think there was five or four first round picks. It's just McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, but they've had, they had, they kept switching coaches every other year because like, Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. And it's like, you gotta stay the course. You gotta let like guys have to get drafted into the system. You can't just draft 17, 18 year olds and expect them to step right in and make changes unless you're a Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, but those guys never come around. Which is ironic. And for the irony with Buffalo is they had a coach in Lindy Ruff for so long. It's true. Thank you next. 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 Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give, it's like any young player, like any young coach, any young general manager, you gotta give them some time to grow. Any Um, stock. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not giving any financial advice. It's not financial advice. By the way. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, I work in finance, so I got to say that sometimes if I'm <laughs> talking about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got to give these, t- these guys some room to grow, not just yeah. the players, it goes with the coaches as well. I mean, the last thing you want to do for players like Connor McDavid, uh, first, you know, young, really, really uh, highly touted prospects, you don't want to surround them with sort of panic. And that's kind of what they did there. It's kind of what Buffalo has been doing. Like Gio said, a little bit of stability can go a long way, regardless if it's not the coach or, or, you know, the system that you want in place there, let it sit for a while, let everyone get comfortable and then, you know, slowly start to transition to something else because I mean, it, it's a shock to the system every every year, every two years, whatever it is. And, and they're, they're already talking about maybe Jack Eichel, who's their superstar, their captain. I think he signed a 10, no, not a 10 year. He signed an eight year deal worth 10 million. And right. already it's like, does he want out? Does Buffalo look at a trade him so they can restart this thing? And then there was Connor McDavid who signed the eight year deal, 12 and a half million. And then Austin Matthews signed a five year deal worth 11 million. And where I'm trying to go with this is you got to have the, I guess the past history to show there's some stability. So when for us, for example, Austin Matthews being from Arizona, you know, super rare, he comes to the biggest hockey market and he only signs a five-year deal and people are already starting to freak out. Oh my gosh, if we don't win a Stanley cup by then, maybe he's going to leave. He's that's why he only signed five years, not eight years. But the more I look at it, if we don't win a cup in the next three, four years, it'll be disappointing but I think Austin Matthews has seen the confidence that the organization has, the stability, everything they can offer, where I have more confidence that if we don't win at the end of that time period, he'll stay. Whereas if you look at Edmonton and Buffalo, let's say Jack Eichel does play out his contract in, Mc, in Edmonton with McDavid, when he signed that eight years, it's, it became a time clock and it's just going down because if Edmonton doesn't win in that time period with a guy like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they're going to start freaking out. He's going to leave. He's going to leave. Where's he going to go? He's going to come home to Toronto, which would be crazy. But it's the same thing in Buffalo. It's like you got a time clock on these guys now because of the way the salary cap is in the NHL and contracts. It's like we got to do something in this time frame because the players start to hold a lot of power, just like you see in the NBA, right? They can demand anything. I want out. I want this. I want that. Like James Harden turned down $50 million a year, whatever it was reported. Because he just didn't want to play in Houston. I'm sorry, Juju. I know you're from Texas and all that, but I don't know if you're a Houston Rockets I'm not, fan. But I'm not a Houston okay. Rockets fan. I'm actually Boston, lean Boston Celtics okay. on there myself. This is message brought to you by the Foundation for a Perfect Package. Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Because the only fruit I want is the one up top. Because being in a relationship is not an excuse to be lazy. Because I like talking ball, not smelling like them. Because deforestation is proven to prevent forest virus. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's crop preserver guarantees that you smell your best all day long. Manscaped boxer briefs are the most comfortable underwear on the market. Manscaped's advanced skincare technology makes Nick's a thing of the past. Manscaped is the number one in men's grooming. Subscribers get two free blade refills every three months, get 20% off, plus free shipping handling with the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. That's the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. 
get your lawnmower 3.0 today. We are the Slump Busters. And we approve this message. Let me ask, I heard you guys on your last episode talking about Buffalo and how you have to incentivize contracts with a little bit more financial stability to get players to go there. Yeah. How much does geography play into it in the NHL? Because with the most of the teams in Canada, where we know that the tax rate can be a little bit higher than some of our U.S.-based organizations, how does that kind of affect players' decision-making? Before, before because, we get into course, the act, yeah. sorry, Juju, to cut you off, but before we get into decision-making, I'll let CAC explain the little oh, tax well, thing because there's a little well, bit of a facade Jesus. when it comes to taxes. Oh, man, <laughs> I wish I knew. It's, it's confusing. Taxes and financial stability, stonks. What are we doing here, guys? Are we, <laughs> yeah. are we turning into a financial-based well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. happened. Before, before CAC goes, to answer your question Fair initially, enough. I do think there is a little bit of a part that plays into it because it's been talked about on Canadian radio stations up here with the Raptors. You know, there was a picture going around with Fred Van Vliet pulling up in flip-flops and his Ferrari and shorts. And they're like, well, you know, they have to come back eventually, but you got to think during this time period, you know, someone like Kawhi who was from San Diego, California, he was like, man, I, I just want to wear flip-flops all day and I don't want to have to deal with this. Like it can play a part, but I think with hockey, and the NHL, it's a little bit different because playing in a Canadian market, even if you're in Ottawa or in Calgary or Winnipeg, where guys hate to be, you know, it's a Canadian market. They get If you want the attention and you want the loyalness to of fans and stuff like that, you play in a Canadian market. But when it comes to money, like Steven Stamkos a couple of years ago, Toronto boy, had a chance to leave Tampa Bay and came to Toronto, but it scared him. All the money, all the sponsors being thrown at him, all the like he couldn't go grocery shopping, you know, it turned him away. So exactly. It, yeah. And it, and it almost doesn't have to do with the weather as much as the attention you're going to get. Yeah. And so you don't see a potential paradigm shift. Like for example, Tampa Bay is one of the more popular organizations yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. And obviously they're the reigning Stanley yeah. cup champion as it sits here today. They're up there in the standings from what I can read as well. They've been up there for um, years. Yeah. I, I do. I obviously do think, I do think Florida, there's a, yeah. no state income tax, all this great stuff. Yeah. Beautiful weather. I think Could there's there be I, a paradigm shift. I think so. I think there's a little bit, but I just think hockey's got such a strong background in the Northeastern parts of the, of the U S like Minnesota, New York, Boston, like cold, I guess, cold areas where I don't think it has as much, I think, don't get me wrong. I think there will be a shift eventually as new generations come in with guys who just like to sit and play Fortnite and want to be outside all the time and not worry about where they live, I guess. But I, I would say there will be a little bit of a shift, but not at the speed we're seeing in the NBA or anything like that. Yeah. And, and Gio, to your point about like, it, like Canada is the market you want to be in when it comes to hockey. Uh, Toronto itself is the hub. I would say for hockey in general. Um, So I would think a lot of the people, maybe aside from people, you know, the rare occurrences of Austin Matthews, for example, I would say most people grew up probably in an area where it was, there's snow on the ground. So uh, I mean, for me, like I would love, like I've said it for years, I would love to move somewhere and and live beside a beach um, and just do my job from there, for example. would I actually do it? I don't know. Like I, I love it here, but uh, you know, it, it, it makes like, it makes a difference. And, it, and also Gio sort of made a point saying uh, like people, you know, they, like it's not as big of a thing for them to 
play in Toronto. Ver- like, it depends how how famous you want to be. Oh, no. Like Gio said, like Stamkos is sorry. Cat's going. He's lose. He's lost. Yeah, his I, I had him, then I, I lost it. Book of Mormon pulled up there. What is that? There. I had him, then yeah. I lost it. Fuck. Keep going. So did I. I had it, and then I lost it too because you're because you had it, and then you lost it. Um. I, anyway, I was just gonna say, it depends how famous you want to be. Someone like Austin Matthews, like you know William Nylander, those kinds of players. They mm-hmm. they seem to like the clout, if you will. Uh, they, they like the the attention, the stardom. They want to be like a celebrity. If you look at people like Joe Thornton, who just, you know, he played for San Jose for years and years, you know, he's walking around grocery stores. People probably yeah. don't really recognize him. Yeah. Comes back to Toronto. He's like a national hero here. So it just <laughs> yeah, depends. It, it really just depends what you want and, you know, what you're feeling like. If you want to be a star, you can come back home, deal with the snow, and you're going to be taken care of for the rest of your life. If you just want to, you know, relax by the ocean or stay in some lukewarm weather, then yeah, I mean, I think some players would choose that. I don't yeah. think it's gonna. I don't think it has as much sway in terms of the taxes. We broke it down. CAC will break it down for you. It's I don't know what CAC's gonna as, say about the taxes, but I hope. I hope that answers your question somewhat. Yeah, and it, and what I'll say just off the top before he gets into it is it's not as impactful as it may seem yeah. right off the like to the naked eye or maybe to someone who's not very versed in the finance or the, the tax sort of sector, just the um, NHL in general <laughs> or the NHL. Um, but there are remedies for Canadian hockey players to yeah. create a separate sort of account and bypass a lot of their taxes. So I'll let Kat get into it a little more. Well, before I get into that, I'm just going to say uh, we knew a guy that was uh, an NHL prospect and drafted by the, by Annie's Anaheim ducks uh, didn't play a sniff in the regular season, but did in the preseason. And we grew up together and we were b- both Montreal Canadians fans. And I said to him, we both grew up passionate Montreal Canadians fans. Would you ever sign there? And at the time Montreal wasn't doing that well. And he said, not really. And I said, well, why is that? He says, think about Corey Perry at the time he was a duck. He says, Corey Perry, after a game, can go out, have a coffee, and he won't be bothered at all. And he can go to the beach. He says, in Montreal, you're going to have swarms of people, both French and English, that are going to consistently badger you about the season. That's a pressure that not a lot of us want to go through. So that's just a personal story there. In terms of the taxes, uh, if you have a good accountant, it's it's not that hard to evade with this whole, this whole myth around um, this whole tax bracket. You're only taxed for the games you play in that city. So games that are based on the and hometowns and other cities in the NHL are different. Canadians, it's a little higher. So for the all Canadian Canadian division, it'll hit them in their wallets a little bit harder yeah. than the American teams this year. But there's ways to go around that. So as tweeted by Alan Walsh, uh, who's an agent in the NHL, players that play in Canada with filing taxes properly would pay the same amount of taxes as players that play in a state with no state tax. Now, how does this happen? Well, in Canada, we have what's called a retirement compensation agreement. So a player can defer, and now this, I wish I had visual aids for this, but a player can defer up to 50% of what he is earning in a given year. So that money is going into a refundable tax-free account, the 50% that's being deferred with the CRA, and 50% into a self-directed account where the player cannot touch the money. So every year, 50% the player pays the normal tax and 50% that there is no tax at all. Uh, it goes into these accounts and they're invested and they grow over time. So 
all tax free. Whenever a player wants to collapse these accounts, they have to break all ties with Canada. When they break all ties with Canada, they can't live in Canada for about a year or two, a year, year and a half. So they can be living in the US or anywhere else in the world. Many European players have these RCAs. American players that played in Canada have them too. And even Canadian players have these uh, RCAs as long as they break all their ties with Canada for 18 to 24 months. So a player like Milan Mihalik, who played for the Senators and the Leafs, had an RCA. And when he was done, he retired. He and his family moved to the Barbados for two years. He broke all his ties with Canada and then he collapsed his RCA. So when you collapse the RCA, you play a flat 25% tax and you get all your money. It's fast and quick. And then when you get all your money, you can move back into Canada. So that's how, you know, when the whole state taxes thing is it came out to be like a myth, there's ways around it. There's always right. ways around and, it. And, and I'm doing a thing right now, a project where I'm not evading taxes. That's a little different. I pay my taxes, but there's, there's, don't want to implicate no, yourself no, here. I'm very You're not a financial <laughs> advisor. No, no, no. You need me to edit that out. No, just I know. It's okay. I'm paying the taxes I need to pay. I will need to pay. But there's always a way to get what you receive. And there's always a way of cutting ties and working a way around that. I'm still paying my taxes, okay? I'm a yeah. good Canadian. But I hope yeah, we didn't I hope we didn't taxes. put you to sleep, Juju. <laughs> no, it's it's good. No, it's good. Kidding. It's good. You might have I mean, to re it's renew it a couple of times. Stuff. It's pretty interesting stuff. I mean, the account's similar to like a 401k or something in the States, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to like a Canadian RRSP like we have. It's similar to a 401, 401k in the States. Um, but yeah, it's just a tax deferral thing. If you invest it properly, not like an idiot, you can grow it. And it's basically the government saying, hey, you know, take this money, park it here, and it'll pay for a two-year vacation uh, for you and your family eventually, if, and well, you can come back whenever you want. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, 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 it's nothing but growth. Like there's no losses if they, if they dip into that, it's not, it's nothing but growth. They just well, can't take it out. out. Well, they can't take it out. I mean, if you invest and you, you're a shitty investor, you but it doesn't, no, no, the RCAs, it's always growth. That's how I understood it. I mean, that's impossible. No, it's a, it's just a, then why do holding. it? it's a type of holding account. It's, it's so that you don't have, it's deferring your taxes. Same, same reason people do, you know, the same reason they get a, a 401k and RSP. I don't know. Actually, I don't really know how 401ks work, but same people, same reason the people in Canada do that. It's just to defer their taxes. So they don't have to pay tax. That's all, all I know is. is I have a 401k and hopefully, I don't know, it, it's still working. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just a type of account. You can pretty much do whatever you want within those accounts. You can invest in stock. You can keep it in cash. You can send it to the moon uh, through AMC or whatever you want. Welcome to the uh, face off money podcast. Correct. <laughs> we do Correct. have face on money. Okay, so yeah. start off with money. Mahomes. Type of intro yeah, here. <laughs> that's exactly right. We're going to, we're going to be tossing bills around by the end of this. But once we get that copyright on thick, T-shirts, right? Yes, yes, exactly, yes, exactly. Right. Bust the slump exactly. with your thicker thick than a bowl, <laughs> thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. That's Do what dollar sign, dollar sign, thick to the moon. <laughs> Julie, what? I mean, I know that Aris yeah. is now a Colorado fan, but in hockey, I mean, I know you're not a big hockey oh, guy, but yeah, what's yeah. the team you you kind of lean towards? Well, you're not going to like the answer because we've already went over it a little bit. We did. Bruins. Oh, sorry. It's got to be the Bruins. Yeah, I it's knew the it. Bruins. I knew. Oh. Because oh, yeah, that's right. Now nice I remember. Podcast guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know now. the way Damn I see it. it. Okay, so I got these guys right here: Giants, Niners. Yes. Um, I got the Celtics fan, which is a little bit of an oddity. I, I just got to bounce out. Two for Boston, yeah. two for the Bay. That's how I kind of like think about I it. I remember the conversation now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but 
I should clarify here. Ar- we're, we're only going to be calling Aris Aris from now on. It is Aris, right? <laughs> I said, did I say did I say Aris? I thought I said Aris. What did I say? We're, we're just rolling with Aris now at this point. <laughs> the fantasy Aristotle. So it's Aris, Aris, Aris not Aris. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Which is it now? I'm it's confused. Aris. It's like, like the Aris sign. without the P. Okay. Yeah. The sign. All right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Aris. No, it's all good. He, he's keeping up with those Colorado Avalanche. I assure you, he's been posting about them. Good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. That's in, interesting, guys. And actually, that's kind of like the insight that I really wanted to have you guys on for. Because, yeah, you know, I think sure. not a lot of people really can, like, know what, like, a tax bracket is. People hear these yeah. terms thrown around on, like, on the mainstream media. And, like, I myself kind of, like, surface level, like, oh, you hear one city has no state taxes versus another city what you pay more. That's why I kind of am also curious, does that also affect a team like you mentioned the Raptors, but obviously we had the Blue Jays. Maybe we'll get another team in Montreal for baseball too down the line. Who mm. knows? I hope. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's tough because, you know, being the only team in Canada, you know, you talk about baseball and I, I was listening to a thing about George Springer, shout out Houston coming all the way up to the Great White North. But um, as long as he doesn't bring that cheating shit over here. Um, yeah, but, he hey, does, as long as we win, not. it doesn't matter. He, hey, MLB said it was cool. It's all right. We're going to tap garbage yeah. cans all day long. I don't care. Bring it. Yeah, but anyway, he was talking about, you know, obviously that was one of the big questions was, you know, uh, converting to the Canadian dollar, coming across the border, all that kind of stuff. And he said, honestly, and I really hope this is how most athletes look at it when just the Raptors in general, because the Raptors have a championship pedigree pretty recently. Like, yeah, Kawhi left and he went back home, but that's an outlier. He said for years he wanted to go home. Anyway, what I was saying was he wasn't so much concerned about the border and the country and the currency, but he just wanted to come to a good team, right? So I think if the Raps and the Jays can have a really good team and really put out a good product, you hope that athletes have the proper mindset where they just want to win every now and then you'll get the outlier guy like Carmelo Anthony, who re-signed with the Knicks when they were a dumpster fire, just because he wanted the money. You know what? I got to respect the guy for getting his bag, but at the same time, you hope athletes, and I guess it's just a Toronto thing with the Jays and the Raps. You just got to hope that they have the good mind and they want to come to a good franchise. And I think that's really the backbone of it all. And I well, think Toronto's now, a fun city too. Like it's, from it's everything of, I hear about, like we're not going to pump qualities. our we're not going to we're not going to pump our own tires or anything. But Toronto is known as one of the best multicultural cities in the world. You know, it's the biggest city in Canada. It's not the capital of Canada, but you can make an argument it could be. It's the you know, there's so many different kinds of people from all walks of life that come to this city, and you know, we're Canada. We're nice people. <laughs> what think, u.s city would you most compare toronto to if you had to like do it because well, i know a few of you guys have done a little bit of traveling here so let's i well having worked at the cn tower for a number of years um i would say it's it's weird because we have we have parts that try to be like new york like dundas square yeah but there's also parts that i would equate to like chicago with the old and new buildings and a go back on uh, an earlier point. I think that conversation was more prevalent back in the late nineties, early two thousands when Toronto wasn't as big a city, there wasn't really not much to really do here and the teams were struggling. Um, But now because Toronto is a lot bigger now. And I mean, if you looked at Kyle Lowry's $5.2 million mansion, and I put that in air quotes because the real estate is just ridiculous here. Yeah. Um, but I would say that Toronto is like a mix of maybe Chicago, New York, or at least it tries to be. It's it's strange. Like it's a mix. I I find it. And it's funny that Gio, you know, said multiculturalism because I find it, I, I, every American city I've been to, I can pick pieces from that city and see it in Toronto. Like I went to Cleveland, uh, last year, 
about a year and a half ago, I went to the Browns home opener. Um, oh, it was the first time I've you. ever been. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> uh, it's, it was the only time I've been uh, to Cleveland and I've heard lots of things not really good about Cleveland. When I went there, I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know what it was, but it was a beautiful day. Sun was shining and it like Cleveland was a really, really nice city at the time. And I saw lots of parallels, like mm-hmm. sort of the streets, the buildings, the architecture, um, lots of that sort of parallels to Toronto. So it was kind of kind of cool to see that as well. I think the idea is behind like a lot of our uh, northeastern older cities like a Cleveland, like a Boston, like a Philly is they're like I said, a little bit older, a little bit more archaic. Uh, and sometimes that also can mean a little bit more dirty, run down, overcrowded, people on top of people. And that's how I think, mm-hmm. too, like a recovering city like Cleveland is interpreted by someone who lives like south of the, uh, I don't know, Mason-Dixon line, I guess we'll go yeah, with. Yeah. Julian, do you, I got a quick question for you. Do you yeah. do breaking news on your show? Uh, if it is breaking. <laughs> it is breaking got? because the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott have come to an agreement on a deal. Ooh, there, wow. are no, there are no deals on financials yet, but. Adam Schefter, you know, number one guy in the NFL. We equate him to the Bob McKenzie of TSN here in Canada. He has said they have reached a deal. So if the pr- money does come up, well, you know, we'll debut it here on the Slump Buster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally don't know how I feel about extending Dak on yeah. a deal worth $40 million. I released yeah. a video on that one as much this week. But, yep. um, okay, guys, well, let's kind of like bring this back into like more of like, like, Hockey, hockey conversation <laughs> yes. so i just kind of want to like get into what would you say is the most pleasant surprise of this season so far to this point uh, geo if you want to take the rings here i mean i can't i can't say the toronto maple leafs even though they are first in the overall standings of the nhl because they have had a good team you know Florida. You know what? I, I decided because the Florida Panthers are five, 15 and five, and they had a bit of a COVID scare at the beginning where they had to postpone a bunch of games off the start. Last year, they brought a new coach, Joe Quenville. Sergei Bobrovsky was making a ton of money, and they just haven't done that well. I'm not saying Bobrovsky is playing well because I don't think he's really done much this year. He's been hurt. No, he's been horrible. Uh, yeah, he's been brutal. But the Florida Panthers, they, they're, they're a surprise to me. You know, they might not be they might be getting a little bit of a bump because they're not playing in the usual division that they would be with Boston, Montreal, Toronto, Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay is in this division they're playing in, but it's a bit of a surprise to me because we see Dallas in that division and Nashville in that division, Columbus, Chicago, who's actually at a, there, there might be my number two for surprises, but you know, looking at the big board overall there, there's not too many, like I predicted Buffalo to be shit. All right. Can you save some for the rest of us? Go ahead. Because my biggest sort of surprise on the season has got to be the New York Islanders. Um, really? Okay. Why do, you, why do you, why, why is that shocking to you? They're not, look at the teams in the division. Sounds like a surprise to CAC. I had him, I had him, I had him doing pretty well, but continue. Go, go, go. I didn't have them leading their division in a division that includes the Washington Capitals, who just won the Stanley Cup a few years back, the Boston Bruins, the Pittsburgh Penguins. New York Rangers, and then you got the Devils and the Sabres at the bottom. But that's it. I mean, and and the Flyers as well. I don't know if I said Philadelphia. I mean, that's a pretty good list of very good hockey teams over the last decade or so. So, oh my I God. mean, for the Islanders, who I don't think was, you know, I don't think they were the ones who were supposed to come out at the, at the top of this division. I would have said Montreal if they didn't shit the bed in the last, you know, yeah. two weeks or so. 
Uh, but the Islanders are looking good. I, I had them as a strong team. I didn't have them ahead, ahead of the Capitals. I didn't have them ahead of the Bruins. I didn't have them ahead of the Penguins or the Flyers. So uh, it's, it's a pretty good showing for them. I would have said, I would have said my biggest surprise is Chicago because this was supposed to be a rebuilding year without their captain, without Brent Seabrook, who just retired. But Dallas came out strong the first seven games into the season, and they have been horrible since. They're now seven, eight, and five. They had a uh, they they came out of the gate all guns a blazing, coming off uh, a Stanley Cup final appearance, and they've just been horrible ever since then. So um, that would have been my biggest surprise, and also that. Mike Babcock ended up finding a job in hockey after all, but it's college hockey. So whatever. Well, I noticed there was a little bit of contention there on the like New York Islanders. I, I don't mind if you guys want to go back and forth on Dude, that. Dude, they made the bit. final four. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like everyone has been, was always saying that entire playoff round. We can't, you can't, you can't put your money on the, on the Islanders. Islanders. And they yeah. played, they played defensive hockey. They didn't lose many big pieces. Barry Trotz is still around. Their goaltending has kept up for the most part. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't have them leading the division, but I had them in a playoff spot. I had them in a playoff spot as well. But like I said, like you see, you see Washington, you see Pittsburgh, you see Philadelphia, who actually I picked yeah. to be at the top. And I think they're the lowest well, out of all those teams. That, that could I, always change. I, I mean, I rifled on it and it could always change. And that, and that just speaks to the competitiveness mm-hmm. if, you know, coming uh, on a, an American podcast where uh, hockey is not as prominent of a sport. Uh, if you want to watch some really competitive, you know, guys go at it. I mean, this is the time to do it. They're, like Gio said, they're playing every single day. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're getting under each other's skin because it's the same teams uh, over and over again. So you're going to see a lot of grit grinding uh action literally action so uh you know it's not stop and go football it's constantly fast paced moving maybe a little bit hard to follow but just enjoy the ride when you're watching it because it can get pretty crazy you can see some pretty cool stuff so uh you can (laughs) pucks to the face sticks to the face broken teeth fights like you name it like you'll you know it's it gets pretty wild out there so uh, and also there's like russian conspiracies uh that are tossed in here um, you know, lots of stuff going on, not with the Islanders, obviously CAC, I see. I, no, no, no. But what, what are you, what are you alluding to? I'm, I'm alluding to, uh, Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers oh, having yeah. to, uh, take a recent leave. And that's the other thing, right? Hockey has a lot of, uh, Russians, uh, in the league and say what you want. Really <laughs> Listen, good guys. Hockey I'm in Austin, Texas. We got Alex Jones down here. I could go grab him uh, down yeah, the street. Damn right. Conspiracy <laughs> theory going hundred percent. Go. I was just going <laughs> to say, I know I, and, and no disrespect or anything. This is no disrespect at all, but I know, you know, a lot of Americans like a good conspiracy theory as do I. So, uh, I think this is a good time for people to jump on the, the wagon here. Uh, you're going to see some, pretty crazy stuff like Vladimir Putin trying to ruin some guy's life because uh, you know, he said, he said something on, on Instagram. So it's, it's, it's I draw crazy. the line at fake space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, face hey, is fake. <laughs> hey, you know what? We got flat earthers all around the globe, but here, look, um, I, I thought that was just a meme. I, I did not think that was a real society. Dude, of people Sherry Shepard on The ago. View, not that long ago, not that long ago, but for hockey, as exciting as a sport as it is, Mike has gone in detail about that. There's so many behind the scenes of almost every NHL squad where it's just that much more interesting the more you dive into it. I mean, I, we talked about Arizona. We talked about a coach, a uh, decorated coach at that, Mike Babcock. 
Buffalo for sure. If you like look into like certain teams, like even like a team like the Minnesota Wild over the last like year and a half to two years, the goings on in that organization and how it's just been a like a clown car of idiots and morons, some of them. You, it's just so, it's just the behind the scenes is just as exciting as the on ice product. So, it makes for some very interesting storylines and the Artemi Panarin, I completely, I, we went out that at length and I forgot that was still right. a thing. Like it, there's yeah. been so like, that's the thing. Free like, Artemi. There's just, oh, no. Yeah. There's, there's so much going on that like, it's just something that we, we touched upon. And, and like you said, we went into detail, but I mean, there's been no shortage of hockey content for us, at least seems like every week new stuff pops up. So uh, it's can get pretty dramatic. I think I, I can say so. I mean, if you're into if you're into it, it's exciting stuff. I think people would enjoy it. Okay, well, you know, one of the big things that I was reading coming into this hockey season was the commissioner Gary Bettman making it a point to say that this season wasn't designed to make money. That the NHL was actually going to be losing a lot of money by even having games this year. How do you think that that has affected the product? this year and do you think there's gonna be long-term ramifications from that heading into the next few seasons uh, i hope well, I'm not just gonna... i think i would think it's just kind of just it's to mend the waters i thought you know from their perspective if they were you know i think they're probably not the only league losing a lot of money they're probably losing the most compared to the other leagues because they don't have you know people coming into the building in canada the u.s is slowly starting to have people like fans in the building um, there's no major American money coming in from the TV networks. So I think it's just a one-off. And I think it was just about, you can't be the only league that's not going to play this year. You got to do whatever you can. Hopefully things will get back to normal as they're starting to now. And it's going to take a couple years to kind of repair the damage. But up until this point with COVID, the NHL was doing extremely well you know Vegas had come into the league that was a huge success they were about to bring in the Seattle crack and they still are gonna bring them in I think for next season um so they're still growing this is just a little bit of a setback so hopefully in the next couple of years it might take four or five years but I hope they recover you know the NHL's got the salary cap which is a burden for people like us who live in Toronto where their team has deep pockets and they're not really allowed to spend all that money on players. My point was the salary cap has gone up and up every year because the NHL just keeps growing and growing. So I think it's just a little speed bump, but we're going to get back there in a couple of years. Yeah. And, and I just was just going to say, like Gio had mentioned, I think for like only ramifications really, I think long-term, not even really long-term is teams that are, are really tight to the salary cap right now. They're going to be like the Leafs had, Oh, you know, the cap's going up. We can sign these players to these contracts. We'll be fine. And then, you know, as things played out, you know, nothing, nothing can make the cap go down or be stagnant. Well, sure enough, COVID came around and a lot of teams I think are strapped to the cap. So uh, in terms of, you know, big free agent signings, uh, contracts, like, it trades that sort of thing. I think it makes it a lot harder for teams to put a team together with the cap the way that it is. That being said, I don't think that it's going to take away from the play or anything like that. It, uh, although I think CAC might say something like the refs don't have enough money in their pockets anymore. So refs suck. They've always yeah. sucked, and they're <laughs> never gonna and they're never gonna get good. 
I yeah, think any so, sport will contest that. <laughs> any sport so it, will say that. that. We don't recognize refs when they do a good job, do we? And, no. and you know what? We don't. And actually, we did. We had a guest on our podcast actually come on and say that he respects all the things that the NHL refs go through. It, like I said, it's a fast-paced game. There's four of them on the ice at any given time. It's like a whole other team on the ice that you barely even notice out there. So, I mean, just watching them alone is entertaining. I find it's just how they evade and get out of the play is super cool. So, yeah, it's kind of different there. But uh, I, I think the league will bounce back. Like Gio said, they, they, they added advertisements on the helmets. They added uh, Mass Mutual East Division or whatever, whatever the yeah. divisions are now. So uh, they're, they're opening the door up to advertising, which I think is smart. But, yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll make it through. But So here's the thing. Adam, uh, each – like the owners were very hesitant on having this partial season because they figured that they'd lose more money if they had a shortened season. So each team roughly is set to lose 50 to $60 million. It's the pandemic. What are you going to do? But there's this thing in the NHL called revenue sharing and it's not the pot is not going to be as much, but revenue sharing is the teams that collect like the most revenue. They spread it towards the other teams. I don't know what the revenue is going to be set for this year because the advertisements on the helmets were, I don't know, a couple thousand bucks, if that. So uh, each team is set to make set to lose a lot of money and the flat cap for the next few years, I get, I mean, they have to do it. There's no choice, I guess, in, in the matter, but we were lucky to get this partial season because the owners were very, very eager to not have it. I think it would have been too hard for hockey to have not had a season altogether. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we talked about the lack and, of popular. Yeah. We talked about the lack of popularity here in the U.S. Exactly. Going an entire year without hockey would just put it out of people's like yep. minds, and I, I think that's the dangerous territory for any sport um, in particular. At baseball, if they would have missed a season too, they would have been in dire straits. And I, I talked about potentially the death of baseball being there if they would have canceled last season because of it. I guess that brings me to an interesting point because Geo kind of touched on it. What would the NHL be best served to do, like in terms of modeling itself after another league? You mentioned modeling it a little bit after the NFL. Would you go all in on kind of like uh, what the NBA is doing, player yes. empowerment, yes. big time yes. stories? Okay, so you're leaning towards the NBA I, model I, versus. I, I'm I'm going with the I'm going with the NBA model in the sense that let your superstars show off their personality. Let them do other things outside of the sport. You know, Austin Matthews is a great example. The guy loves fashion. He does like GQ or he has done GQ stuff. He sponsors a bunch of other different little things, but let the guys have their personality. They've been talking about the new thing this year because it's COVID and everything's a little bit more relaxed on the player side is no more suits and ties. You know, that's the classic NHL hockey thing you come dressed up like even when I was playing as a kid rep hockey you know we had to wear suits like shirts shirts and ties to the game so you know let the guys have their freedom of expression with what they wear and Mm -hmm. give them just give them a bigger platform let them market themselves more because I think that's what the NBA does is they let their players do their own thing and you know market themselves let the players have their personality I think just one counter there just real quick though before Jack jumps in Though you would say the NBA has experienced its lowest ratings um, in at least several decades, and that has been one of the bit more notable storylines following them around. So is that, but is that because of the way there is that? I think. Well, I don't want to get too political here, but I think that might have more with the social movement than anything to do with it. Just with LeBron James spearheading the, at the front of the NBA, there's a lot of people that 
don't yeah. like LeBron James, which is kind of I beyond think, me. I, I think it's yeah. very, I think it's very dependent on the sport, right? Like yeah. one player in the NBA on a single team has a lot more power than anyone other than a quarterback on an NFL team. In my opinion, there's so many replaceable people. You open your mouth, you say something, you be yourself. You're an idiot. You bring any negative attention. Bill Belichick is going to take a silent sniper, take you out. You're going to be gone. You're never going to be seen again. So I think, I think it's different. And I, I kind of think hockey is kind of in the middle between the NBA and the NFL in terms of the compatibility or the makeup of the teams and sort of the sway or the power that their star players have. Uh, I think hockey's right smack dab in the middle. Uh, I don't think it's smart to just let these guys go out and say whatever they want. I think anyone other than LeBron James, if they said the things that he said sometimes, would receive a hell of a lot more flack than maybe he got. Um, I think the fact that he is LeBron James allows him to say some things that other athletes probably couldn't say. So I think it's a fine line what you do there. Uh, I think you should do, you know, the NBA has done a lot of innovative things with their players, uh, collaborations, that sort of thing. So I think that's smart uh, to the, for the NHL to do. But I don't know about, I don't want to see James Harden, LeBron James type guys in no, the NHL, to be so, honest. Go for it, Gak. Yeah, so two things here. The NHL's uh, commissioner, Gary Bettman, came from the NBA. And they're, trying, they're always looking at the NBA, especially with now uh, N- like NBA hut. Uh, uh, virtual cards they're trying to bring that to the NHL but Gio said something about the players you know dressing in sweatpants and bikini bond whatever I like the suits because the 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 tie the the nice the nice you know suit up kind of thing I like that because it sets a mindset to the players coming in I don't like this and I I know with the pandemic and the bubble it was one thing and and I'm not and that's why I've never brought it up on the show What's, what's the mindset Dress up, you're professional. Do your job. Exactly. We we play professional sports. You should already be a professional. What you wear. I mean, we clown on Cam Newton all the time for his attire. So I I think that there is kind of a balance (laughs) on here, you guys. You know, as long as you don't dress like Medea, you know, like people aren't going to clown you that much. Well, I mean, people are going to start showing, like, I I mean, it's fine. People can wear whatever they want, I guess. But like at, at a certain point, like, it's about just presentation. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't totally hate it, but that's, but that's what people see is they see that and they're like, that's boring. So that might turn people off as stupid and as silly as that sounds, but I don't think a three piece suit with the vintage yeah. Spezza hat. How's that boring? boring? How's that boring? A nice bowler hat? Like, come on. If dude, that's going to detract I, people, not everyone, not everyone thinks like us. <laughs> Like, not I don't know. I think like us, I, I, I like, uh, I don't know. I like seeing, you know, that it's, it's that mindset for the team and players. I mean, you just said it I yourself, it. Yeah, you yeah. did it. Right. Yeah. So if, you know, look, I mean, just an example, and, and I don't know how much weight this carries, but look at the friggin' Vancouver Canucks coming in and friggin' hoodies and, and, and stuff that you get at a thrift store for getting oh, an expensive thrift store. But hmm. like, come on, that kind of mindset. I, I mean, that, I'm not saying this is the reason there's a myriad of problems with the Vancouver Canucks, but they're 11, 15 and two. If like, that's just ridiculous to me. And then yeah, Toronto, that, that, that so, wasn't really what we were talking. We we're just talking and, about being able to market the players. And I, and I agree with, actually, I'm going to kind of retract a little bit because I agree in the sense that your players are your best product and they're your greatest asset. If you look at Conor McGregor with the UFC, Floyd Mayweather with boxing, yeah. uh, LeBron James in the NBA, they market the shit out of those guys. Those guys but are also, their money makers. People pay big dollars to go and so, see those guys. So I, I kind of agree. But, I think it's important to market like Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews. 
in a smart way. Well, here's the thing though. Okay. The NHL and I went through it and I went through the media training. These people are, their personalities get cut down to the point where sandpaper has more personality than them. They are coached routinely. And again, I don't know if Gio went through it, but I went through it where they have the media training. And one, the the first rule I remember was don't tell the truth. And here's a list of things that you are going to have to repeat. And they do it all the time in interviews all the time where it's like, maybe maybe that's the issue then. I know, but maybe that's the issue. You're right though. They, and especially in, in a, in a city, like Toronto like the media will crucify you they will take your words and they will twist them around in any which but way they see they will grind them so they grind that right. personality out right. I mean look you at see, Phil Esposito at, Bobby Hall I look at I look at Austin Matthews and he's just got these cookie cutter answers that rhyme off like they just roll right off of his tongue so yeah I mean part of it is definitely the way that they're trained but I mean it, it's I don't know it's different I think hockey is a very different sport than than basketball in the sense well, that they're more low key is <sighs> low, mo, yeah. low, more low key add to the fact that they are getting this media training all the time. Yeah. I would say too, like one of the biggest thing is, is you don't just want anyone showing their personality here. You guys want the biggest stars of your brand. that can actually back it up on the ice as well. Right. Um, right. It's like Mike Trout, why the MLB wants him to be a little bit more outspoken and outgoing is because yeah. he is one of their best players it doesn't matter if Yasiel Puig, who's now like on the verge of being out of the league, being out of the majors, is outspoken because that's not fun anymore. He's not at the yeah. top. We, we need some of these guys that are going to be lasting uh, for the next decade to two decades to be those major personalities that people can latch on to. And kind of like talk, touching on more of the problems too with like the NBA. I think one of the big things um, of them going a little bit too far to the player empowerment thing is it's made a worse product for fans because mm. you can't really latch on to like a player as a member of your team. Like you guys had Kawhi for like a year and that was a great year. Don't get me wrong, but yes, I believe was. you guys would have loved to have had Kawhi on your team for decades to come be a franchise mark uh, yep. people in Houston after the James Harden dilemma, like James Harden, like if he wins a title with the Nets this year, I don't even know if he's necessarily synonymous with the Rockets anymore and that's why when we had this conversation this week about um, should the Rockets retire his jersey, yeah, it got a little I was weird. Just bring that it, up. it got a little that's like ridic- complicated because it's the most like, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a lot of fun seasons. Don't get me wrong, he had that MVP year, but the fact that it never materialized, yeah, not only in a title, but the fact that he could just have his entire legacy in Houston washed out by his success with the Brooklyn Nets, I think, is one of the major problems with the NBA. Um, and I think that you do need to have your players. I almost feel like NFL is better because it focuses more on the teams and building uh, attachment to those teams than to specific players. So that way, when a player leaves, uh, you don't have to burn your jerseys, get rid of all this stuff yeah. um, and everything. And you can actually actually buy a conf- buy a jersey with confidence because yeah. that's my <laughs> thing with the Celtics. I haven't been able to buy a jersey with confidence knowing that that guy's going to be on my team in like a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, the Celtics especially is a great example. I mean, the turnover in that dressing room is crazy. You've Kyrie Irving and I mean you've had you've had a ton of different people on that team right so I mean you make a valid point and but I can't stress this enough if you look at the dynamic of how these teams operate NBA versus the NFL versus the NHL you're going to see a distinct difference in the sense that LeBron James is going to be he's going to play a a more dominant role for his team so he's going to have more say right? You go to the NFL, it's a very much 
it's like two teams put together to make one team. You got an offense and a defense. If your defense isn't doing its job, the offense, no matter how good it is, isn't going to win the game. I mean, it could, but it's not going to win the game for you every time. It's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So the only way to, to bring people together is to really form a team mentality. If one person's not doing their job, I mean, it can throw the entire rest of the team off. So basketball, I find, isn't so much a team as it is, let's just try to get James Harden and LeBron James and, you know, Kevin Durant on the same team so we can just win. I mean, it, it, it's almost like it takes away from the competitiveness of the sport a little bit, I think. Um, and it's why I don't, I, I think the NBA is almost over-marketed in a sense that it, it's more of a, like reality TV isn't reality TV anymore. Like basketball oh, doesn't, was. basketball doesn't seem like us, like the sport that it used to be anymore because it's more theatrics and it's drama and it's, to me, it dampens the sport a little bit. It takes away from the. That's just you're, you're you're a Canadian guy who loves hockey. That's why. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, no, I, I, I love I, basketball I too. Agree. Like I, I just I don't know. It loses a little bit for me. Like I, I I'm really passionate about it's, sports. We're fan, in we're, we're fans of the ultimate team sport, in my opinion. Right. So. I'll give you a good I, I example. Love I love sports and I love teams. Yeah. So I'll give you a good example. Uh, so a couple months ago, we actually saw James Harden's last game with the Rockets. We were in the yes, stadium there, and it was, it was great. Now we can say we were at James Harden's last game with the Rockets, but the fact to wake up the next day and the focus wasn't necessarily on the game, that regular season game that they just played, it was on the exterior storylines to the point that James Harden got traded because John Wall was throwing him past, or he was throwing passes John Wall and John Wall was just like, what's going on here? It's like, yeah, I, I think that that's when you jump the shark and then way the NBA has, I don't know if there's ever any going back for them. And I don't know if uh, what would be a proper direction for the NHL, but I think it's an interesting discussion because, you know, like I, I would love to see your guys' sport, like continue to grow in the U S and I think that there is a market for it as we see expansions and all these markets come into play. Uh, the Seattle Krakens, people got really hyped whenever they dropped their new logo. And I think that's going to be huge. We saw what the golden Knights, their effect in Vegas has been like, yeah. If you put, if you produce winners in those cities, fans will cling on. Fans yeah. will come. If you build it, they will come. Exactly. That is like one of the biggest things. Uh, yeah. Like we said, yeah. Tampa Bay could that be a paradigm shift? Tampa Bay, we got a nice little city of champions going on right now between the Bucks and the Lightning. Yeah. And I, I don't know, would if Toronto, yeah. if the Raptors have to pull it off this year. Does Tampa get a claim them too? What's the rules on that one, guys? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Ours. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I mean they can they can take it if they want. They can feel it. They can feel like it's theirs if they want, but it's not. <laughs> they hey, can toss it along the lake. It's fine. Got you. <laughs> hey, you guys got my NMSU foul NMSU alumni on there. Pascal side. Yes, Spicy let's team. go. Um, he's rocking it. Go Aggies. Uh, <laughs> see the boy. I got. I, I really want him to get on the podcast somehow, some way. Can can you guys? I mean, you guys are closer to me. Dynamic. Yeah, to get Siakam on the yeah. on the podcast. Come on, come on. We'll, we'll do a joint. We'll do a joint right. feature. Yeah. Pascal, us, Slump Buster. Let's make I, it happen. I wish. Guys. I wish we had that kind of sway. I mean, a, a lot drop of drop into think, those DMs, guys. Yeah, you know what? You never know. We've done it before. Not uh, that famous of a person, but uh, you never know. You never know. I mean, like I kind of have a secondary. Maybe like what's what's a what's a word for the third a, a thirdary thirdary tertiary 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 connection to the rap super fan Nav Badia so maybe he can put us in contact with some players. There you go, that's a good idea. Yeah. 
Worst case, just get us the mascot. We'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, guys. Well, I, I think this has been a great show. We've definitely touched on a lot of topics. A yeah, lot a lot of, of behind like, the scenes here. of hockey. Yeah, <laughs> no, like really, we went in depth. We talked sour cat, tax situation, stonks, thick corporations. Stonks, yeah. uh, we Not went fun. all over the map today, and I'm okay with it because I love having you guys on. You usually are all fantastic guests. <laughs> and like, um, I, it, we had to really fight the weather conditions, everything yeah. to make this happen. But it's finally here. So, uh, guys, any closing thoughts here? I sent you the recipe. I sent you all the recipe of Nutella vodka. Cole recommends using Sky Vodka. Not sure if you have that there. But Sky Vodka is the best, he says, to use it. So I sent you it. Julian, if you ever try it, if you ever happen to make it, I know you're a busy guy. Let me know how you how you like it. I I I couldn't get enough of it. So obviously, even after my whole thing, but guys, hockey's a great sport. All right, and fast and moving we'll, sport. And Julian, we'll give you a little save the date here because we're definitely gonna have you coming on the Face Off Hockey Podcast. Yes, it's overdue, it's only, man. We gotta we gotta extend the favors back and forth, right? We did it once. Yeah, we're gonna do sure. it twice. And I I liked. I was just gonna throw out there. I like the questions. They were. Uh, in I I thought they were pretty good questions that we don't get to talk about very often. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I like that. It's a little bit more of a, they were pretty, di- I don't know. I, they were just good questions. So good job. Yeah. I liked it. I also <laughs> hey, love the studio background too. Hey, you know, it's Exposed a, it's a work brick, in pro- baby. It's yeah. a work in progress here, guys. You love know, it. we're just trying to get that, uh, we're trying to get that Rogan vibe going on here. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit of it. Yeah. With the exposed brick. I feel a little bit of it. You guys <laughs> yeah, are going to yeah. be blown away when you ever, you see Aris's new background <laughs> there. Like, Ooh. He actually got it going. Like he, he looks like a real YouTuber now. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but all right, guys. Well, well give me give me the plugs though. Like educate the people before you head out. Obviously, we've had you on the show plenty of times before. Thank you. Actually, Mikey, I want to give you an extra special shout out since you are a first time. You're breaking the slump bus hey. virginity oh, on yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. Popping that cherry. Popping, popping the slump. Uh, getting out of that, busting that slump. You know. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully I can come on again if I didn't make a big ass of myself. Uh, but uh, if you want to hear me talk a lot of a shit on Twitter or something like that, go, uh, go check me out uh, at Mike underscore Lasco and uh, on Instagram at Mikey Lascare. Okay. Geo CAC. Yeah. I'll, 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 leave, I'll leave CAC to go his last and he can plug the pod and stuff, but at writer Giovanni, you could follow me there. Um, I talk about all sports, you know, a little bit of hockey because I do, publish my articles with the hockey writers and I there's a lot of hockey talk on there but you know I like to have fun I talk about a bunch of different other things but I'll let CAC plug himself in the podcast uh so my Instagram and Twitter is the double underscore CAC C-A-C-K I talk shit a lot about hockey bachelor even though I don't really watch much this season the royal family which apparently people still give a shit uh but more importantly (laughs) yeah I don't bow down to nothing. If I ever meet the queen, I'm calling her Lizzie. I don't give a shit. She killed Diana. <laughs> Lizzie. Like, yo, Lizzie, what's up? Murder. Mommy, Mommy um, have you murder. seen my jumper? Oh, yeah. that's Jenny. Oh, the whole Harry Potter thing. Um, also, uh, but Face Off Hockey Podcast, our Twitter, Instagram is at Face Off Puck Pod. Uh, we, our, our name is also Puck Hub on Twitter. Pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, so, we, yeah, we have a bunch of memes, cool clips, funny clips. We have all the, all the things you want in hockey, all the cool, good stuff. We got you covered. Check all out right. Bean Bundle. <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for one of you to bring that up. P-U-C-K-2-5. You guys, if you guys love your coffee for coffee lovers, subscription, subscribe. It's great. 
I don't know if Caveman Coffee will appreciate that one too yeah. much. I, but, you know, we'll, I think they have a coffee <laughs> sub, a co- a coffee sponsor too. Don't. <laughs> okay, cut that out. To the Canadian listeners. To the Canadian yeah. listeners. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that's why thank- I didn't say it, Mike. Uh, sorry, sorry. All right. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for joining us. Check out Face Off, Puck Pod, all these three guys, funny, intelligent gentlemen that we're happy to have anytime. Go you. ahead and bust the slump with our sponsors, whether it be bluechew.com, manscaped.com, or cavemancoffeeco.com. Promo code slump. Come on, don't be a chump. Use promo code slump at slumpbuster podcast on IG. Like Come for the memes, stay for the pot at slumpbuster pot on Twitter. And you guys need to stay safe, happy, and healthy because we'll see you next time.